Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Final Fantasy, to me, feels so much like Square Enix assigning homework. Mm. And I don't want to do my homework when I'm gaming. (laughs) Well... (laughs) I just don't do it, is my advice. (laughs) Hello and welcome to Pocket Buds, a back pocket podcast where I talk to my best buds about video games and stuff. This week, we're talking about Final Fantasy VII. Once upon a time, a little old company called Square created a little old series called Final Fantasy. Put together by a team led by Hironobu Sakaguchi, the 1987 fantasy role-playing game acted as the beginning of a monstrous leading series for Square. Despite the finality of its name, this would not be the Final Fantasy. If I went over the full history of Final Fantasy in this intro, we'd be here for a while. You, the listener, and I, the yapper, would both potentially be dead or dying of old age by the time we got to Final Fantasy X-2. Of course, not to be mistaken with Final Fantasy XII. You understand why I make this reference to Final Fantasy's tendency to create sequels within sequels. Square Enix loves doing this. They absolutely froth it. And there's one entry in the series that is not only beloved by audiences and touted as the best in show, but it's got almost as many entries and spin-offs as Final Fantasy has mainline games. I said it at the start, it's Final Fantasy VII. It all started in 1997. Final Fantasy VII was released for the original PlayStation. Development for the title started in 1994, and the game was actually supposed to come out on the SNES and then the Nintendo 64. But due to the technical limits of the former and the technical advantages of the CD-ROM, PlayStation won the fight for Square's big, beautiful baby. 
You follow Cloud Strife, a hippie trying to bring down a mega corporation called the Shinra Electric Power Company with his merry band of eco-terrorists. Bonafide hottie and really bad guy Sephiroth is also there to stop the Flower Brigade from ruining his big plans to become the big dog upstairs. To say this game did well is a huge understatement. Final Fantasy VII is regarded as one of the most influential games ever made, and one of the greatest video games ever made too. It won a bunch of awards and is considered as the driving force for PlayStation sales, and its soundtrack is a primetime slapper. So of course it makes sense why Square Enix decided to milk the ever-loving shit out of this big fat cow. The compilation of Final Fantasy VII is a sub-series set in the world and continuity of the 1997 game. It officially consists of 14 released entries, with extra little bits being set in seven, but not an official part of the compilation. By this, I mean a 2005 novella about Aerith called The Maiden Who Travels the Planet and a 2018 VR roller coaster ride at Universal Studios Japan. There's also a few more little short stories and animated adaptations of short stories and another novel about Aerith and Tifa but I'm not even up to the meat yet. Okay, so first there was Final Fantasy VII, and then in 2004 there was Before Crisis Final Fantasy VII for the FOMA mobile service. And then in 2005 there was the anime movie Last Order Final Fantasy VII and the CGI movie Final Fantasy VII Advent Children, both released on the same day in Japan. Also in that same year was a mobile port of the snowboarding minigame featured in Final Fantasy VII. But then in 2006, the third-person shooter Dirge of Cerberus Final Fantasy VII was released for the PS2. It's important to note that this was critically the compilation's stinkiest release. Then there was Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII in 2007, which follows Zack Fair, who appears in Final Fantasy VII, but is not the main guy. Now he is. This was the last Final Fantasy VII release for the Naughties. The only official mainline release in the compilation of Final Fantasy VII for the 2010s was the mobile game Final Fantasy VII G-Bike, released in 2014. Everybody was mad that it wasn't a remake of Final Fantasy VII. It shut down a year later. We are not done. Along came 2020, the Final Fantasy VII remake was released. Critics praised its faithfulness to the original while also expanding on the story, and that's exactly Square Enix's plan for its trilogy covering the original entry. A year later saw Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate released for the PS5, a visually updated and narratively expanded version of the 2020 release. As well, the multiplayer mobile game Final Fantasy VII The First Soldier came out. It was fine. Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII got a remaster in 2022. Unlike Final Fantasy VII Remake, Crisis Core's story remained the same. However, Reunion is the prequel to the Final Fantasy VII Remake trilogy, not the original Final Fantasy VII. Do not get it twisted. We are almost done. Last year saw the release of mobile and PC game Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis, a gacha game that retells the events of Final Fantasy VII, all canon titles in the compilation of Final Fantasy VII, as well as an original storyline focused focusing on three brand new chuds. And finally, but not actually finally, this year we are getting Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, the second installment in the Final Fantasy VII Remake. It's important to note that I haven't played or seen a single entry in this entire sub-series. Thankfully, I know somebody who has played some or most of them. Joining me today to talk about as much of Final Fantasy VII as he possibly can is comedian, one of the hosts of Filthy Casuals, and my good friend, Ben Vanell. Hi, Ben. Hey! Oh my god, that was an absolute marathon, <laughs> Ruby. What? Yeah. So I am a, I consider myself to be a giant Final Fantasy VII fan. Mm-hmm. Big 
Big FF7 head. I reckon I've played about 25% of those games. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, like, as a Westerner, I, I reckon that's close to as many yeah. as it's possible for me to. Yeah, uh, white, some man, of those... white man, white <laughs> man. Yeah. <laughs> Boo. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm going to Japan in, like, three weeks. Uh, again, white man alert. Um, <laughs> so maybe I'll be able to play uh, Before Crisis, I think, was a Japan yeah, only release. Yeah. I that think, was on that uh, mobile subscription service, I think, back in the yes, day. Yes, it was, it was yeah. FOMA, but then it was also released for two other mobile services. With I think one of them is called SoftBank and the other right. one I forgot the name of. Mm. Uh, so, like, when I <laughs> approached you and was like, what do you want to talk about? And you were like, oh, Final Fantasy VII, I just played the, mm-hmm. the demo. I was like, okay, work. Like, I know that it got remade. So, yeah. all right. Cool. I'll do my research and get back to you because I mm. I haven't played it. I haven't played the original. I like I, I think I was a Nintendo kid and it right. came out on the PlayStation and I had the PlayStation 2 but not the PlayStation 1. Oh no, where ships in the night because I had I had a Nintendo. I had the original Nintendo, then I had a PlayStation 1 and mm. then not a PlayStation 2. Mm. And then nothing until I was an adult and could buy my own consoles. So, so, wait, the PlayStation 1 was your last one? Yeah, yeah. I mean, wow. until, like, I bought, I think I bought a PlayStation 3 when I was, like, you know, yeah. in my 20s. Damn, so you had, like, a big gamer break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I played every game on the PlayStation 1, basically. Yeah, of course, of course. And, yeah, like, Final Fantasy VII, is, it's a three-disker, it's a hefty game, and so I, I've played that a bunch of times through. And that is, yeah, like one of those, like you see it now with, you know, Like a Dragon and stuff, this is like a, between a 60 and as long as you want it to be our game. Like there's, uh, like I mentioned um, off-air before we started, the Chocobo breeding, like there is so much stuff you can do with this game that is not even integral to like proceeding through the main storyline. Yeah, well... Do you remember the first time that you played Final Fantasy VII? I do. I was a small child. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it came out in 97. I was 10 years old. And I believe the first time I played it, we borrowed it from a friend of my dad's. Yeah. And I played, like, as much as I could before it was, like, the polite time to give it back to him, which was not very long. (laughs) It was, like, two or three weeks. Yeah. But I was... I was locked in. I was fully obsessed. I was not going to dinner when mum <laughs> called me to dinner. You know, I was I was fully in and was devastated when we had to give it back. And I, yeah, I just remember being 100% in from from the beginning and then I think probably a birthday or a Christmas present, you know, came around and I finally got to dive back in. So your first time was a brief experience with the game and then mm. the second time was would you say that your second time was your true playthrough? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I only reached, you know, second base on the first time. Um, <laughs> yeah, you only touched the boob of Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> that's right, yeah. that's right. But no, I, I rounded home plate <laughs> once I owned it. And obviously uh, listeners can't see this, but Ruby, I'm showing you. This is the original PlayStation 1 copy of Final <laughs> Fantasy VII that I still have. I still have a PS1. Um, It doesn't really plug into any TV that I own, you know, and I'm not really much of a like games memorabilia person, but uh, that's how much it means to me that I've still, I've still got that one on my desk. Have you, have you considered (laughs) like investing in a CRT TV? I've considered it, but I have my limits. I, 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 (laughs) 
I'm a simple man. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to hook up red and white cables and uh, aerials and things like nah, that. That shit um, sucks, man. F- that. Yeah, and it is available. The original like version is available on everything. It's on Steam. It's on yeah. like Nintendo Switch, and it has the sort of like three times speed battle stuff. You can, I think, turn on like invincibility mode. Basically, like there are ways to play it now that are much more convenient than buying a second shit TV that you will only <laughs> use for one thing. <laughs> and how how important would you say that Final Fantasy VII kind of is to like, I guess like your gaming history, considering you had that period of no new consoles until you were mm. an adult it's massive it's it's i think it's big not just in games for me as well it's also like I, i'm a big fan of cyberpunk as a genre you know i read a lot of that stuff and probably this was my first taste of it i wouldn't have seen like a yeah. blade runner or anything until i was a little older and so even that like it was was a massive influence on me and yeah it's still something that i replay but it's also something that i I recognize the inspirations in, you know, when it comes to newer games as well. So for me, it's it's massive. And obviously a lot of people around the world also thought it was pretty sick. Yeah, absolutely. And like, I know that the remake is same, same, but different. How would you kind of compare the two? Because I'm, I'm assuming you've played the remake. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It is less a remake and more like a. I don't. People have called it a sequel. I definitely, uh, you know, we've had that discussion on Filthy Casuals of like, is this a reboot? Is it a legacy sequel? Is it a remake? It's kind of a response. Like it has. I feel like it has the content of the original. So if you never played that OG 97 game and you kind of can't go back to that kind of level of blocky graphics and stuff, you're not missing out on the entire storyline of Final Fantasy VII just playing the remake. But certainly there are some changes and there is a lot of stuff in there that is specifically, I think, a comment on like nostalgia culture and remake culture because it is, Mm. it's different. It's different and it's the same. Yeah. yeah. Really simple explanation. Yeah, yeah. And 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 so cuz in my research of course the remake is going to be a trilogy. So mm. it, does that <laughs> I'm going to sound kind of dumb, but so Final Fantasy 7 remake and then there's rebirth mm-hmm. and then there's whatever yes. the next one's going to be called. Mm-hmm. Redo uh revolution, we'll see. We'll see what re, re- they go for. I think Reunion, although that was a but subtitle of one Crisis of those. Core. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which it it would make the most sense personally. Mm. So they done fucked up there. But yeah, they uh, fucked yeah. up. Well, there's yeah. okay remake, rebirth, mm-hmm. reimagined, reimagined, re uh, resurrections. Uh, the Matrix has also taken yeah. three of them. Re- resurrections, um, revolution, uh, re yeah. recess. Oh, Re, re, yeah, recess, and then it's just like the cast yeah. of recess kind of like come yeah. in as like five new characters. Yeah. That's what I'm freaking squawking about. Yeah, okay, uh, <laughs> that's it, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, how much of Final Fantasy VII, like the story of it, is covered in the remake? Is it the full thing, or do they kind of? go like cloud will return in rebirth yeah 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 it's it's only like the first five hours so it's not even it's yeah it's not even the first disc of the original which (laughs) i did refresh my memory a little bit before today uh the third disc of the original is like barely anything it's like yeah okay now here is where the final boss lives and then 
get to the final boss and fight him. So the first two mm. discs are the bulk of it. But yeah, Remake really only covers like this main crazy cyberpunk city that you start off in and then end of Remake, bang, you're leaving the city. Which in that original game is, yeah, like two thirds of the way through the first disc. And this Rebirth installment it's like open world, massive, packed with mini games. Like I kind of don't understand how it's possible, like physically, to have yeah. done this. I'm, I'm well, fascinated. Well, the, the technical advancements of the CD-ROM, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> like, yeah. like they had to use it. Yeah. This was like a whole big thing. This was where uh, Squaresoft and Nintendo broke up. I think that the uh, 64 was meant to have a CD drive and when – Nintendo, yeah, yeah, they were like, nah, we're going to go with cartridges because that's our thing and it's more whatever. Really good stuff from Nintendo. They didn't miss out on millions of dollars of sales by staying aligned with the CD-ROM and uh, Squaresoft. It's it's all fine. I mean, honestly, it did turn out fine. Yeah, so they squeezed a bunch of stuff onto this uh, second disc in in the original and I just fundamentally don't know how they're going to do it in this, the one that's coming out in in a couple of weeks. They've expanded it. It's like the overworld in the original is, is real, like, not Mario Bros overworld, but... But like, you know, the scale is ridiculous. You're a giant person running from basically a town to a forest to another town. Like it's not in any way to scale. Whereas this uh, rebirth, it seems like it's going to be somewhat to scale. I'm so excited. And with the three CD situation, Mm. three disc situation, of Mm -hmm. course. So when you finish the first disc, does the game tell you all done, go to the next one? What happens there? Exactly right, yeah. It's, okay. It, it goes to a little screen, a little holding screen, and it says, please insert disc two, and you get a great piece of, like, beautiful artwork that that was the only place you could see it at the time, you know, pre-internet, yeah. and you just pop open the slot, the disc, <laughs> uh, you know, thing on the PlayStation 1, and you swap them over. And you shut the disc and you wait for it to load. I don't know. Maybe I just haven't played enough games or because I didn't have a PlayStation 1, but, Mm. like, I've just never heard of that happening. Like, I I know that there are games that have their install discs and then their play Mm. discs, Mm -hmm. but that seems like such a not – obviously the only way they could do it with just how large they made the game. Exactly, but. and there, there's no storage space on a PlayStation One. You know, like you can't, you just can't mm-hmm. install. And yeah. I also there's, I don't, you've probably not seen this either, Ruby. Come on, show it off because you're three years old. But on the there's <laughs> a little am. ad for the memory oh, card. Oh, <laughs> yep, yep. On the yep. back of the manual, which there's also a manual, which you sadly don't get anymore. Mm. So yeah, you had to save your games to a memory card and hope your like dog didn't chew it up or whatever, which definitely happened to a million people. <laughs> Well, I will say, although I was one years old when <laughs> Final Fantasy VII came out, and it feels good to say that out loud, <laughs> I also had a GameCube and that was kind of like my first console that I was sentient mm-hmm. with, you know what I mean? And that had memory cards and I thought that was neat. Yeah, right. I, I know, thought that was so cool. That, it is cool. Don't get me wrong. It's <laughs> very cool. I, I actually, yeah. I mean, I feel like this has come back around the sort of millennial design style. I had one with like a transparent plastic cover so yeah. you could see the circuit board. Uh, and that was that was absolutely Oh, cool as cool. shit around. It was the talk of the town. I really, really hate that it kind of went out of fashion to make like transparent mm. technology. 
Mm. I all the, the Nintendo consoles with transparent casings were yeah. so cool. And I just I know I get it, like maybe they just don't want to anymore. It's not it doesn't slay, but I think mm. it still slays. Absolutely. I do. Me too, me too. I'm glad it's coming back as well. I want to see some like yeah, like the N64, the like plastic tinged mm. transparent controllers. I want I want that to come back. I'm I'm done with like black with a bit of red, you know? Yeah. Or, or black with a bit of grey. Yeah, or grey with a little more grey. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the yeah. cool thing about the Switch uh, Joy-Con is like, mm. like I've got the the pastel purple and like mint green ones. Yeah. So good. They're so cute. Yeah. They're so cute. Real vaporwave stuff over there. And, yeah, I'm, I'm all about it. Bring it back. And that's kind of, you know, this is the era I'm being transported back to thinking about the original Final Fantasy VII. It was a great Oh, time. yeah. When it comes to the compilation, Yes. Final Fantasy VII. Which ones have you played or taken part in? I've played the Crisis Core remake, the Crisis Core reunion. I've watched Final Fantasy VII Advent Children. Mm -hmm. And I think that's it. (laughs) So as, yeah, like we said. Fake fan, fake fan. (laughs) Before Crisis, before Crisis, not available in the West. Crisis Core, I didn't have at the time, but I've, yeah, I've got around to with the recent release. Not a big mobile gamer, yeah. so that just counts me out of like ever crisis. You're missing out, man. There's some good stuff on There's... on your your phone. Okay, <laughs> you just okay. gotta open it up. More than There's just, more uh... phones than making a call. <laughs> yeah, wow. Okay, yeah. can you do? I've heard you can do banking. Is that one of the things you can do? Oh yeah. Ooh, oh yeah. Okay. There's mobile banking now. Okay. It's crazy. You can have money in your bank mm. in your savings, and yes. then you can move it over to your spending account. On your phone now. No, that's crazy talk. Uh, that's what about, the real deal. What about when you need to write a check to someone? You're not going to believe this. <laughs> yeah. Bitches are not doing that anymore. Oh, my goodness. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Oh, I, 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 I'm kind of bummed out. I feel I never got to write a check. No, me and neither. I never got to receive a check. And I would have loved that. It feels like a love letter to giving money away. Yeah. I'll tell you, actually, I have received one check once in my entire life and it was when I was called up for jury duty when I was 20 years old Uh and they compensated me, I believe, $25 (laughs) for one day. In a check? And they, yeah, they sent it in a check form. They, uh, they mailed it to me and it was, I wish I'd kept it, honestly. I just cashed it and got $25, but the memories are worth much more than that. Yeah, fair enough. Well, I am a solid 19 plus eight years old and I still to this day have never been called for jury duty and it really, really bothers me. Yeah, I feel like – so at the time I was terrified. I didn't want to be there and I yeah. was not called up into the ballot. So I was in a room with 100 people, stayed there for like five hours, didn't have to do it, got sent home. But now – Oh my god! Take me back. I I oh want to get I'd in love there. To. Yeah, I'm I'm a gossip. Like I'm a messy mm. bitch. Mm. If something is happening, I want to know about it. I want right. to be a part of it. I've got I've opinions as well. Shit. Yeah. Oh my god! I've got opinions. I always want to be talking my shit. And like, right. if I was in a courtroom, major or minor. Like, if mm-hmm. it was just some c- stealing like a book. <laughs> uh, don't know why that was the first one I went for. Yeah. Is that going to court? Is that going all the way to trial? You might get banned from the store. Although you might go to jail, who knows? It depends how you treat the judge. Well, that's the thing. If the bookshop owner was really litigious, 
That's true. Like that's, maybe. That's true. Yeah. You can yeah, yeah. sue someone for anything you want, right? Yeah, absolutely. So if you were in court for stealing a book, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think. Or on the other end of the spectrum. Oh, sure. Yeah, the other end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing a murder. Yeah, big murder. Yeah. Yeah. Like either way. I want to be there. Yeah, get me in there. I want to be a part of it. Yeah, I've got valid things to say. Yeah, that and, like, I also think that my, like, judge of character is really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I feel, I feel I, like you you I have the judge it. of character. I have the putting together unnecessary puzzle pieces. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> hmm. Uh, see, the, the time and date of you mm. stealing this book, it's, like, not adding up to me. Yeah. I feel you- like there's something that's not. You were coming together. You're in a bookshop on a Friday night. I mean, are you a goddamn loser? What? Yeah. Put you in jail for that. <laughs> Why aren't you at the club? That's <laughs> yes. what I want to know. <laughs> yeah. And then case closed. Case closed. Yeah. Put them away for yeah. life. Honestly. Yeah. For being a fucking virgin. <laughs> Whoa. Yes. Whoa. Yeah. Don't ever let us in jury duty. Clearly. <laughs> no. Actually, we. I don't think we should go. But I'd really want to, or even just being called for it. I think. Yeah, like yeah. I don't know. Why I haven't yet. I've I've done my time. I'm in the books, I think. <laughs> yeah. I'm registered to vote. I think like that's what you gotta do, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I've voted a bunch of times. It'll happen. Sometimes It'll happen many times in a single election, and they're well, not gonna stop me. I mean, you, you might know? appear in court for a different reason then. Yeah, I might be the one getting sued. Mm. Yeah. Aw. Aw. <laughs> Bummer. Okay, but yes. on back on topic. Mm-hmm. The compilation. So yeah, you, yeah. you've done you've done Crisis Core. Yeah, and you've done you've seen Advent Children. I have. Yes. How was Crisis Core for you? Because that's a prequel, right? It is. Yeah, it's a prequel. Yeah. It concerns a character that is not really heavily featured in uh, the original FF Seven, but mm, he's Aerith's ex boy toy. Yes. I think. Yeah. Yes, it seems like he's going to play a bigger part in the remake, which, like you said before, is where this story may diverge. It may be commenting on itself. And certainly he's a character that is like a mirror of Cloud uh, in in many ways. It's kind of like how in Kingdom Hearts Mm -hmm. there's the fella who's Sora. Sora, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in Kingdom Hearts there's also other fella who's Sora but he's not. Yeah, yeah. It's very it's like it's it's Shadow the Hedgehog, sort of. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So Zach is Shadow the Hedgehog to Cloud Sonic. Kind of. Or kind of the reverse. Okay. Yeah, you gotta okay, I mean, I don't even know at this point. That's why this is such a great yeah. uh, convoluted franchise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I played Crisis Score, not at the time, and was like desperate to play it. This was not on the PlayStation mm. One. This was on I think the Vita, maybe the PSP. Was it on the two? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Am I wrong? Am I lying? There is one of these compilation games on the two. I think that was Dirty It is PSP, yeah. Right, You are right. so right. Yeah, I remember it being a mobile one and I just, I think I did maybe have a Game Boy Color or something, so I wasn't fully, but in terms of uh, your home consoles, I was, I was out. But I did not have the PSP which was a shame because I was obsessed with Final Fantasy VII and I did not get this prequel and it just existed as like kind of something I read about in magazines. I didn't even get the full story. So, yeah. Sad. It's very sad. (laughs) That's really sad. I'm so sorry you did not have a PSP when you were younger. It's really contributed to how I've ended up. (laughs) I believe that. I I believe every word of that really. Well, I I never got to own a PSP but I did – have Cowboy Bebop the movie on UMD video oh. that I never got to watch yeah, via shit. the PSP. I just owned it. <laughs> oh my god! So, have <laughs> you have you seen the movie in another format? No, because oh, I kind of wow. don't want to. I <laughs> I, I kind of don't want to. I kind of want. I want to eventually perk up the courage to get myself a PSP Mm. and then I want to watch it on that. That's fair. I fully respect that. That's what I've been doing with Crisis Core. I just Mm. eventually, you know, 25 years later, they (laughs) chucked it on a PlayStation 4. So I had to give it a crack. So I've played that. It's interesting. It's interesting to experience. It's very dated. They they haven't remade it in the same way they've made the, the main game. It is a coat of paint. The gameplay is very, very much the same, which weirdly is closer to the full remake in terms of it is like an action game. It is a real-time third-person action game. You're running around swiping your big sword. So, yeah, it was like a curiosity, but I wasn't playing it for enjoyment, more, yeah, to just kind of see what happened in it. And it's weird. (laughs) There's a bunch of weird guys in it. One of them's called cool. Genesis. One of them's called Angel, but it's kind Ooh. of like Angel, but they just put a right. like extra letter in. Uh, yeah, and it's kind—it's of, just like Final Fantasy VII Lite. There's a there's a bad guy and a good guy, but they're on the same team, and then one of them goes bad, and then they're fighting. The end. Yeah, <laughs> I I can really respect playing a game not for the enjoyment of it, but instead because you feel like you have to. <laughs> Hey, I mean, uh, what do I do for a living, Ruby? (laughs) Oh, Oh, that makes so much sense. Yeah, I'm used to it. But it's kind of the same reason or the same experience I had with Advent Children. This is not a good film. Like, I love anime. (laughs) I love Japanese films. I love 3D animated films. You're so brave for saying that out loud. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Don't at me. (laughs) I know what I am. But this was a bad one. It's like the voice acting's not yeah. great. Uh, the storyline is kind of um, extraneous. Like it's just a, a bit of a cash grab, I think. How is it related? It is a sequel. So it is okay. a weird sequel. I guess it's canon because, like you say, it's part of this official compilation thing. Oh, it's canon. Mm. <laughs> Peep the iPad. Yeah. <laughs> Which, like, my attitude to canon is, like, if it's not very good, I don't count it. <laughs> Yeah. No, it's not. It's not canon yeah. because I don't want it to be. Exactly right. Yeah, it's not it's not one that I would seek out. Uh but yeah, it is it's interesting in that it is a sequel taking place in a world that kind of has gone through Armageddon and back. But I don't know. I don't love it. I I'm yeah, I'm not big on it. That's fair. I mean like my my favorite game of all time. Have you ever seen any of the other Final Fantasy movies cuz they've made heaps. Like they made a Final Fantasy 15 
movie. Oh, was, yes. Yeah. You've seen it? Yeah, yeah, like Kingsglaive or something. Yeah. And yes. it had um I think it had like two different actors from Game of Thrones in it. Oh, <laughs> nice. It, yeah. yeah. Well, it it also cuz Final Fantasy 15 had such a weird extended development time and like mm. budget issues and stuff. That movie literally filled in the some of the plot that was not in the game. Like it was <laughs> Bizarre and like, hey, innovative media, I guess, but also you buy a game, you want to get the whole story. Oh, yeah. Like I was talking about it with Garrett in our bonus episode where it was supposed to be about Final Fantasy and then it ended up not being about Final Fantasy. It was in fact about Metal Gear Solid. But Final Fantasy to me feels so much like Square Enix assigning homework Mm. and I don't want to do my homework when I'm gaming. <laughs> well, <laughs> I just don't do it is my advice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like I, again, like I watched that, uh, the Final Fantasy 15 movie because I felt an obligation to, but yeah. honestly, it's, you could have ignored and I did ignore most of the story in that game and focus on mm. like the four, the four lovely boys cooking dinner for each other. That was the true yeah. core of that game. Oh yeah. yeah. As much as I played of it and I didn't play a lot, but I did play some and my experience of it was driving around with my boys, mm-hmm. eating food with my boys, taking pictures with my boys. Oh well, yeah. The pictures. Yeah. That was a great yeah. game. <laughs> yeah. That game actually rocked. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was sick. <laughs> it's, it's just all about the, the beauty and importance of male friendship. And yeah. I did not finish it and did not get far. So that's like all I'm going to take out of it. And uh, that's, that's it for me. That's yeah. honestly the main, that's the, the, that is the main positive. And it's really yeah. positive. Yeah, which is nice. And yeah. So, because of course, we're not fing talking about <laughs> Final Fantasy. <laughs> we are not talking about the rest of Final Fantasy. No. We're talking about Final Fantasy VII. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to the compilation, yes. there's like a lot of it is mobile games, which is crazy to me that they had so much faith in mobile games because I yeah. don't think many other studios did. Like Nintendo didn't really get into mobile gaming until, no. you know, iPhones. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, what what were those initial ones? Like Mario Kart Tour? And like- Mario Kart Run. Yeah, uh, sorry, Super Mario Super Run. Super Mario Run, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Pokemon Go, which was technically, you know, Niantic and the yes. Pokemon Company. But and then there was Pikmin Bloom. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. That's right, but, and uh, like yeah. Pokemon Sleep. But that again, this is all yeah. in the past, like what five years or so. Like this yeah. is super, super Very recent. recent. I think that because bringing up Nintendo is maybe an exception to the rule, because SquareSoft and Final Fantasy is so incredibly Japanese. Yeah. The the mobile gaming market in Japan is massive. Mm. It's like ridiculously huge. And if you can take advantage of a property that's already popular in a mobile version, you're going to just rake in cash hand over oh, yeah. fist. Like it's So I feel like that's why they've done it. And it seems to have been successful. Like the that Battle Royale one that came out recently is done fine. Like maybe those earlier ones, like 2000s, 2010s, weren't as big, but uh, yeah. now it seems to just be like a massive, massive cash cow. Oh, my God, yeah. Well, there's Before Crisis mm-hmm. and there's Final Fantasy VII Snowboarding. Yeah. And the G-Bike one. And the first soldier, and then Ever yes. Crisis. Yes, so that's, that's right. five, and that's just Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, because yeah. As well, there's like Final Fantasy 15 Pocket Edition, mm-hmm. and that's like Final Fantasy 15, but they've 
kind of condensed it down so it's mobile form. Yeah. So you're still hanging out with your boys, but you're little boys. They're little boys. They're chibi boys. <laughs> yeah. They're yeah. cute little boys all hanging out, <laughs> eating, taking pictures, oh driving. God. Little boys should not be allowed to drive, and yet they do <laughs> because in video games you can do anything. Yeah. Well, it's a little car as well, so maybe, you know, that makes it okay. It's fine. But, yeah, no, so of those five, yeah, I've not given them a go. They've not come across my desk some of them because they can't you know border yeah. control won't let them <laughs> but then yeah there's there's like a billion other ones doge of cerberus was the ps2 one which yes you could have played if you wanted to but you didn't have to nah and you probably didn't want to no that was sort of mm. i think again i'm i'm like looking on from outside my nose pressed up against the glass <laughs> as people say it's bad which is yeah. like such an early moment for me of being like wait but if if one thing's good and then something related to it, that surely that it, it also has to be good. Oh. Well, they would have put the same amount of effort in, right? Like, what what's going on here? Um, and it really broke the illusion of um, people like caring about everything equally. Oh no! I think for me that was, and I got to that feeling very late because right. I kind of. I don't know. I was still in this mindset of like every game I played was good. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. For like a lot of my life was like every game I'm playing is good. Even the ones mm. I didn't finish or didn't play much of. I was like, I really enjoyed my time with that. That was great. And then looking back, they weren't that great. Or I just right. had very good taste and was very selective. Mm. But I think the first time that kind of feeling kind of hit me was playing Bioshock Infinite. Oh yeah, and I was a, I still am a huge Bioshock Two head. Mm -hmm. Very specifically, I love Bioshock One, but Bioshock Two for me that for me was like really like coming to when it came to yeah yeah enjoying video games. I was like, man, this is a whole new experience. I get to be a big fucking guy. Mm. This rocks. Mm -hmm. And Bioshock Infinite, I played and was like, huh. What are you? What's um? This isn't right. Mm. <laughs> what's all, what's what's happening right now? Yeah, all the things are the same as the first one, but it just looks different. It's just light, and mm. and but it's actually also not good to me. <laughs> and and it was even worse because I was surrounded by people being like, "This game is for geniuses, and this game is the best game." Yeah, I remember, and I, and I liked it. I I don't like it as much as the first one, but mm. I liked it and I liked it at the time. And I remember it being, yeah, like a critical darling and just people, mm. everyone that I knew that played it liked it. And then eventually people came around to the Ruby Inner's view of like, oh, actually, no, it's just a reskinned version of the first one and it doesn't make sense. <laughs> it feels good being at the forefront of the right yeah, opinion. Let yeah. me tell you, I was thinking what everyone was thinking mm. years earlier. Mm. Mm. Funny that. I think what came. I think it came from being a Bioshock Two tragic. Honestly, I th right. Like, I think because a lot of people really didn't like Bioshock Two, which True. I can understand if you played Bioshock One first. And mm -hmm. I think what gave me my, the opinion that I had was the fact that I played Bioshock Two first. And because yeah. in my mind, I was like, if I play the second one first, the one that you know probably has better graphics and plays mm -hmm. better, mm -hmm. then I'm going to go into the first one as if I'm playing a prequel. And it's yeah. fine. Yeah. And it's legal. And I've done that with video games so many times. Like I played Portal 2 first and then I played Portal 1. Right, right, And I was right, like, right. it's like playing a prequel. And 
if you've just got that like alpha gamer mindset, mm -hmm. then you are, you can do anything. You can't lose. You know? Yeah. You can't lose. Yeah. I never lose. <laughs> <laughs> and it feels so good. <laughs> But yeah, Dirge of Cerberus uh, was doo doo ass. Like, which it was, like it was the, the shooty one. The title sucks as well. It's like the Irma Gerd Gerst Bumps girl. <laughs> like, it is so. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, it's like Dirge of Cerberus. Dirge of Cerberus. It feels yucky to say. It's horrible. I don't want to say it again. Please don't make me. Say it again. Dodge of Cerberus. <laughs> Yuck. Yeah, it was just like a shitty third-person shooter, which, like, there weren't even, like, you had to be a fantastic and specialised games developer to make a good third-person shooter at that time, yeah. full stop. And this was not, this was someone going like, oh, we got to squeeze some more money out of Final Fantasy VII. And I think, yeah, even, even that was my recognition of, like, ah, Sometimes it's a cynical money grab, yeah, which is sad. Yeah, like and and it's it's to me, mm. Dirge of Cerberus ugh, felt <laughs> like so, so bad. the it's just yucky. It's horrible. Uh, and like, look, in my opinion, I feel like as well looking at all of the looking at the compilation mm. when it comes to names, they're beautiful, but they're long. They are long, yeah. long. They're mouthfuls. Like Final Fantasy VII remake Integrate, huh? <laughs> Yeah, it, it's stupid. <laughs> it gets to a point where you 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 get to the end of that name and you're like, I feel like I said more words than I needed to. Mm, I forgot where I started. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what is game this, the, am I playing? What's the Intergrade Two? Is it an intermission? What's the what's happening? Yeah, yeah. Gatorade. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happened. But with Dirge of Cerberus, shitty name. To me, it felt like the Shadow the Hedgehog, like the game Shadow the Hedgehog of yes. Yes, the yes. Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure 2. And I consider the Sonic Adventure to be Final Fantasy 7 and Sonic Adventure 2 to be Crisis Core Final Fantasy 7. That's yeah, well, what's happening in my mind palace right now. And it makes total sense. And don't let anyone you. tell you otherwise. Thank you. Yeah, Thank no, you're right. It is. Because like, so here's the crazy thing. I don't know if mm -hmm. this came up in the research. The character Vincent. Vincent, who is the, the protagonist of Dirge of Cerberus, is yep. not a required character in Final Fantasy VII. He is an optional party member yeah. that you had to basically have a walkthrough to know he existed, let alone find and add him to your party. So right. th this guy <laughs> who is... Like you really had to work. I cannot emphasize yeah. enough. Like you had to be basically doing cheats <laughs> to add him to your party. He gets his own game, and mm. it's bad. I, yeah. I, 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 who could have seen that coming? Oh, who'd have thunk it? Well, I think <laughs> it's it's interesting to make an entire entry based on a guy that you might miss. It's just it's crazy. Which. <laughs> They, they like a lot of their games have crazy aspects to them. Like you can't rule out craziness in specifically JRPG development. Okay. It is an yeah. integral part of the process, but I guess sometimes, sometimes you miss. Can't all be hits. They cannot they all be all. winners. Yeah. Do you feel like as a Final Fantasy VII fan, your knowledge or experience of the series is potentially hindered by the fact that you'll never be able to experience the Final Fantasy VII VR roller coaster experience of 2018 at Universal Studios Japan? Yeah, honestly, I am. Yeah, uh, it, it, mm. it cuts me deep. I was in Japan 
I think the previous year. No way. <laughs> and maybe even the following year. No, I was somewhere else then. And I'm going back to Universal Studios, but it's not there anymore, I believe. Yeah. May, that may be where Super Nintendo World is now. But, yeah, yes. I, it's it's really sad. Um, it's really upsetting. I think it was only there for like a, f- a few months as well. That's crazy. It's heartbreaking. That's... Well, you know what? If you do feel like there's kind of like an emptiness mm-hmm. in your soul from that, I know for a fact that a lot of arcades have the Rabbids Coaster VR experience, which I have to assume would be a very similar experience. Yeah, I think so. You could yeah. always go and do that. Okay, that's a really good suggestion, and I I think Thank you're you. completely right. Yeah. Thank you. I'm gonna do Thank that. you for the validation. <laughs> Thank you. I really appreciate it. So you've also played the demo for the second one in the remake series. There's Rebirth. Yes, I played the demo. Well, the first, the first demo. Apparently, there's a second demo coming out in like a week's time, oh. which is which is fantastic. But yes, I've played. I've played the one that's come out. It is a specific section that it's very easy to lift out. It's uh, it's a mm. flashback, basically. It's in okay. the original game. And if you play this demo, then apparently once you get up to it in the, the game, the full game, when that's out, you can just go, I've played this, can, I'm going to skip it. So it's literally, uh-huh. it's it's that sort of like interchangeable, you know, like, you know, jigsaw puzzle PC. And it's f***ing sick. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. It doesn't diverge from that original story that I can tell in the ways that that the remake did in in very overt ways. This this appears to be a straight retelling but in beautiful 4K. It looks absolutely stunning. The design of this series which in the old days was, you know, relegated to illustrations and like the matte paintings and backgrounds in the game were really really cool. Obviously mm. it was that, you know, fixed matte background moving the poly- polygonal character around it. So you got that art style there, but yeah, seeing these like crazy concept art illustrations turned into high definition 4K gaming is just it's so cool. Like I mm. am not one for nostalgia generally speaking. This this is my only outlet that I allow myself to just get a full nostalgia yeah. on. And it just, yeah, it looks so sick. And Final Fantasy VII Rebirth has apparently fallen victim to the yellow paint disease. What was your experience with this? Um, I was really, uh, I found it beneficial for when I was climbing up the mm. cliff um, because I knew where to go. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, yeah, that makes sense. I don't have a problem with this. I did see this. I did see this as a, yeah, a thing, a trending thing today. And like, I don't f***ing care. <laughs> it's still satisfying to climb up a mountainside, even though there's yellow paint. And also it's all yellow paint. Okay. Yeah. It's all, it's a video game that is designed <laughs> to funnel you in certain directions and to make the experience easy enough while get, still giving you a challenge. Yellow paint is there all the time. It's just invisible. So, you know, get over it. I think it's this really interesting thing where, and you hear over and over people saying immersion breaking. Right. And anytime I see that phrase, it kind of, I don't know, it's like a sleeper agent phrase in Mm -hmm. me because it's It's just like I get, yeah, I get violent. It's just (laughs) like video games aren't real. Yeah. Uh, if you are if you're so immersed that like that stops you from enjoying it, maybe take a step back and go this video game is not real. Mm. These people aren't real. That that cliff isn't real. Damn, that paint is not even real. Yeah. This shouldn't matter so much to people. Uh, it, it's odd that the people who seem to take such uh, issue in immersion breaking 
uh, in fake video games, then mm. send death threats to the real developers as if they're not real people. Like they yeah. just they've got they're confused. They don't value the right things. I think. Yeah, it's a it's it's such an interesting perspective. It's funny how yellow paint isn't real, but kill yourself is. Mm-mm. Like yeah. that is a real thing you, you, that you say to someone. Yeah, and it, and it makes them feel really, really bad. They hate it. Yeah. Yeah, it's mm. one of my least favourite things to hear said. Yeah, no, I don't care. And, uh, yeah, like I said, I feel like, you know, there are – if you even want to engage with uh, those critics on their level, the yellow paint is there in other ways. In Breath of the Wild, the visual design of the landscape was pointing you in certain directions. You just didn't know it because it was more subtle. Like, And then there's, yeah. of course, the accessibility issue of, like, yeah, some people might need that extra splash of colour to guide them on their way, and it is not a problem. And it's also, in the demo, it's, like, literally, yeah, like in a climbing section where there's actually only one way to go anyway. It's not intrusive in a way that would be fixed if it was just removed. So, yeah, a bunch of stupid morons. At the end of the day, everyone is dumb but us. Correct. Ben, thank you so, so much for taking the time to chat with me today. Uh, How can we find out about all your stuff? Filthy Casuals is a gaming podcast that I've been doing for a hell of a long time now (laughs) with fellow comedians Adam Knox and Tommy Dasilo. So you can find that at filthycasuals.com.au. If you're in Melbourne, we're doing three live shows during the Melbourne International Comedy Festival as well. So tickets are available now. You can get those on filthycasuals.com.au. It'll be uh, fun guests, silly games and segments. People from the world of television and radio that you would know, both the listener and Ruby would know. Whoa! Uh, (laughs) So that'll be fun. We'd love some people to come along. Uh, It's, uh, yeah, we're generally just a bunch of silly guys doing funny jokes about games. Beautiful. Thanks again for joining me to chat. Thank you, Ruby. It's uh, It's been a pleasure as always. Oh, stop. And a big thank you to you for listening. If you're liking what you're hearing and you'd like to hear more, consider supporting Back Pocket over on Patreon. If you support us at the silver tier and above, you can get access to our bonus episodes. In this week's bonus episode, if you liked this conversation, we're having an extended chat about Final Fantasy. I'm realising as well, there's no continuity <laughs> between all the Final Fantasy yeah. games. So Make it work. <laughs> Figure it out. Yeah, I mean, I can name them in order. That's quite easy. (laughs) Yeah. That'd be so impressive. And hey, if you really like what you're hearing, why not give us a five-star rating on whatever podcast platform you're using? Better yet, why not give us a nice little review? You can also find us on Twitch where we've got our main live show every Thursday from 7pm and on TikTok where we're constantly posting very good stuff for you to cast your big, beautiful eyes on. And then there's the socials, all our Twitter and threads and whatever, and you're also welcome to get around those. Once again, thanks so much for tuning in and as the milked-out Final Fantasy VII cow with the world's most tortured udders would say, moo! 
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.